Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Push the Roll, a low-prep, dialogue-only actual play series that incorporates ideas from our Patreon posse into the game as the story develops. Join up at patreon.com slash to contribute. And enjoy the madness. Meanwhile, out in the lobby, if you're getting Skittles and whatnot. Why is it all Whoppers? It's just Whoppers. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, all Whoppers. Uh, Yeah, there's a teenager behind the counter who's like made of just bangs personified. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no more fruit stuff. Just Whoppers. Hope you like malt. Uh, I guess the health rush came through before we got here. Uh, I'll I'll take uh, four boxes of Whoppers. Yeah, we had more snacks last week, but some beetles got into them. (laughs) Wish somebody could have done something about that. What kind of beetles were they? I don't know. I'm not an entomologist or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. There's beetles and ants all over our Mike and Ikes and junk. Really? Can I take like a close look at the counter to see if there's any uh, signs of infestation? Sure. Yeah. Roll your exterminator skill. <laughs> I, have, I have 60 in pest control science. Roll pest control. I love it. Uh, I failed by three. I think I'm going to keep it as a failure. Oh. Okay, great. Um, I guess he's not that good of a pest controller. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, these snacks seem great. <laughs> great. Hey, uh, one more thing, kid. I, I, I'm not the fly. I, I know you're young. I'm the toxic Avenger. Toxie, you know? Uh-huh. It's a trauma on the tank. I've got a mop. Oh, I thought you were like, hills have eyes. <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I'll, I'll like scoop up the four boxes of Whoppers, give everybody around me a look because they're all judging me for having four boxes of Whoppers. And then <laughs> I'll track down Gary and be like, here you go, man. Gary is standing there in front of the glass display case yes. with Baron Von Blood's cloak knit and just standing there, just holding the sides of the case and looking at it intently, saying, what would you do, Baron? What would you do? How did you cope with the fame? How did you cope with the public adulation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> As you do that, like, are, are you just peering into the void mm. in this cape? Oh, yeah. That would have been occupied by the body of, of the Baron. <laughs> you just, for a second, have a sense of a presence there as you call out to it mentally. Baron? And it just passes over you. And as it passes over you, your, your eye is drawn to, to one of the nearby cases. It seems to be really unlooked at by folks because it's sort of unprepossessing. But as you look over to it, it's got like books and it's like personal journals, it looks like. And one of them is cracked open with a little red ribbon running on it. And there's a little legend that says like a personal notes of Foster Aikman, Baron Von Madblood. And some of it is like lists of movies and like call sheets for the show. But then it's open to this page that's written in a very florid hand. Gary drops to his knees so he can read it better, <laughs> just peering intently into the case. Films are portals. Films are spells. If the words and pictographic sigils of theurgists and necromancers of antiquity were thought to be charged with great power... Could not a film, being a medium comprised of sound, sight, and time, be all the more potent a piece of spell work? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe there's there's a, a a power in the films. Maybe that there's a power. I, I, I can draw on something that will, something that will make me, make me feel more than myself. Yes, yes, that seems right. And uh, while you're over there, just make a spot hidden. I rolled a zero one. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, wow! Okay, great. As you're looking at that, one of these, one of those books that's been opened to show notes under the weight of its own gravity, just sort of like whoonk, its pages open to the frontispiece and you can see the ex libris stamp on the inner page and it's a big g with gimgul underneath oh 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 <laughs> with that a light goes off in gary's head he has a mission <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, i think maybe at that moment when you're kind of captivated by this as your mouth closes a whopper hits you in the lips <laughs> <laughs> As Mel was trying to throw it into your mouth while you were gasping. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, man. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Uh, you all right? Yeah. Oh, I'm great. I thought you were trying to, like, catch it. Uh, I got you a box, though. You can have the whole thing. Uh, why? Movie theater size. 
pretty sweet, right? Uh, uh yeah. No pun. <laughs> uh, yeah. He'll throw the whole box to you now, hoping that maybe you catch it. <laughs> Gary's coordination isn't great at the best of times, and he's just not really with it at the moment. So I imagine the box hits the ground and just bursts open. Great. Whoppers are everywhere. <laughs> You've drawn the attention of a, of a bunch of people. Two people in squid game masks kind of look over and are like, what the hell? No wonder they have ants. <laughs> You're starting to get the sense that, that that may have something to do with it. I'm trying to make business for for myself. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's get out of here. They're, they're screening the movie and like, oh my God, I think we're late actually. Oh God. Yeah. 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 So you can hear it like a, a little, like the film will be starting now. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Oh, it's, it's one of my favorites. All right. Well, let's, let's get in there. Is it Tremors? What are they showing? <laughs> kind of love souls. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. As Mel and Gary are going into the screening, Gary is just geeking out about Herc Harvey all the way through and giving this biography is, you know, all the story about how this film was made and how unlikely it was. And he, he wasn't even a filmmaker. He oh, was he a car salesman or something. And, and this was like the one film he made. And oh, he, he was a visionary, an auteur. Hey, have you seen The Thing, man? <laughs> <sighs> that was cool. That was a really good one. Yeah. Coffin Joe is over there like, the one from the 50s? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That was the thing from another world, not the thing. <laughs> I stand corrected, sir. As he tips his little uh, top hat to you. Mel kind of steps forward and lets these two converge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, in Carnival of Souls plays, it is uncanny and unnerving and... Oniric. Mm. There's a, a dreamy quality to it. Who is dead? Who is alive? The dead are exerting their presence upon the living. What is the boundary between life and death? And you're, you're watching this uncanny film. Is there anything you want to do mid-picture? Samantha is, uh, she's kind of standing in the back by the door, by the exit, sort of under the pretense, you know, that she's, that she's security, that she's the guard, but she's watching the movie, right? Mm -hmm. But since this isn't exactly her, her thing, she likes a little more poppy kind of stuff, a little less cerebral. She might get distracted and she might observe the crowd with her, you know her law enforcement training, just sort of getting the vibe of the crowd, seeing if there's anything out of order. She's not even thinking about it sort of purposefully or intentionally, just sort of naturally after her years of training is sort of getting the vibe of the crowd. And perhaps you notice that uh, like midway through a little cluster of folks get up to leave. Maybe you notice someone in that like a uh, scream ghost face robe among some other masked personages, and uh, Kendra Cole, the star of Swallowing Cosmic, hmm. all kind of drifted out to the lobby, walking past you. She, like, nods to them as they go, you know, like an officer does. Good day. The uh, masked figures do not respond to you in any way. She kind of, like, nods to you. That was a little rude, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha is sort of used to being overlooked. So I don't think it bumps with her too much. Kendra Cole is not dressed in any sort of cosplay. She, she like lo looks significantly more glamorous, perhaps, than this event requires. 
and seems to be just brimming with youthful vitality and artistic spirit. Ah, she's everything Samantha wants to be. <laughs> oh. oh my. <laughs> I think Mel's bored because this isn't a trauma type mm-hmm. picture at all. Uh, he's probably <laughs> whispering to Gary, like when the guy in the scream mask leaves, he's like, I guess he doesn't like scary movies, right? Shh. <laughs> okay. Then I'll start throwing whoppers ahead, like to the Godzilla suit, trying to get Darlene's attention. Darlene's on the other side of Gary, like just will not shut up. Who's that? Wait, what? Why is he doing that? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Who is that? Is that the guy from before? <laughs> wait, are they alive or dead? <laughs> <laughs> A sort of like a um, guy who looks not unlike Rob Zombie is just kind of like <laughs> very bearded with like a, a metal T-shirt. It's kind of like looking over you out now and then being a little <laughs> like showing noticeable annoyance. <laughs> Darlene holds up a, a Godzilla hand and removes it slowly to reveal a middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> This Rob Zombie guy just kind of recoils. He's clearly like a, a more of a pussycat than his tough exterior. <laughs> okay, great. So uh, you stay for the movie. Carnival of Souls wraps up. There is there is scattered applause. Most of it coming from Gary, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you and a coffin Joe spring to your feet like a <laughs> standing ovate. Uh, the film genius, brilliant. <laughs> Baron von Madblood, uh, the younger, comes out and is like, Woo, yeah, baby, spooky. <laughs> Tonight at the Black Cat Bar, we're going to be doing uh, the, the goofy spookies are going to be reuniting for a night of uh, crazy spooky uh, garage rock nuggets. Be there or be square, baby. Ow! <laughs> and um, he, uh, he kind of rolls off. So that is presented to you. And now uh, people are now milling around. There's, there's more days to the fest. But you notice that uh, Kendra Cole is gone. And mm-hmm. perhaps you also notice uh, Darlene and Samantha. Charlie stands to his uh, feet and is like suddenly patting his pocket and looking around. <laughs> <laughs> Darlene jumps up and kind of like waddles over to, to Samantha and just like puts his wallet in her hand. Ah, yeah, he dropped it <laughs> and then kind of toddles off, I think. Oh, uh, I, I guess I have to return it then. <laughs> um, and she's gonna, she's gonna sort of awkwardly sidle up to him and go, um. He's down on his knees, like crunching popcorn, looking under the seat, like. Uh, Mr. Chalamet, uh. Mm, yeah, yeah. Somebody turned this in. Did you lose your wallet? Oh, oh my gosh. What a relief. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, uh. You're so welcome. Don't worry. It's it's just my job. Just doing my job. <laughs> but just to save the day. Well, you do it well. Namaste. <laughs> takes the, the wallet and, and the card. Yeah, I, I think she did read it and try and memorize the information on the card. The information was an address. Okay. She memorized the address. He's kind of flipping it in his hand. I guess I'm going to dip it out to this uh, after hours. I guess there's this band playing or whatever, but um, I guess there's sort of a VIP event also. <laughs> oh, really? Um, well, uh, will you be there? Because, you know, I'm assigned to your detail. So if, if you're going to the VIP um, event, then I, I will too. Why don't you make a charm roll to see if you can... Uh... Yeah! <laughs> 
Come on, Samantha. Let's go. Samantha's actually really, really charming. She has a pretty high charm score. And I don't know if that's on purpose or just because of her natural Southern charm. (laughs) But whoa, I just rolled a three, which is an extreme success. Wow. He like slips the cards into the pocket of his jean jacket and he reaches out and, and takes your hand. You just saved my life tonight. My wallet, I would have, I would have flown back to New York and, or, or I, I wouldn't have even been able to get on the plane without what you just found for me. You saved my life tonight. Oh. Would you like to go to this VIP event with me? Although I guess it's technically your, your job if you're my security detail. I am. Yes, it is my job to make sure that you are safe. <laughs> they didn't say anything about a plus one, but uh, I mean, they couldn't possibly mind. <laughs> Uh, of course not, right? Um, I can go pretty much anywhere I want with a badge and a gun, so. <laughs> huh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess I will uh, see you there. Okay, yeah. Uh, don't go in without me <laughs> to keep you safe. <laughs> Do you want to ride? And uh, perhaps throughout all this, you've been walking through the lobby. And as you get to the entrance, you you look out and you see the dirt bike. Oh, my God. He's got a street legal kind of uh, motorcycle out there. There's only room for two. A full body (laughs) shiver like goes through her entire body. And like she instantly gets goosebumps and like sort of throws up a little bit, but like in a cute way. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, um, yeah, <clears throat> I'm. I'm fine. Uh, that's. Uh, yeah, I actually do. I do need a ride. Um, my partner can take the uh, the the vehicle. Um, uh, uh, officer Officer Zilla. Um, I'm gonna like call her over a little. Just one second. <laughs> call her over a little bit and be like, darling, I cannot miss this opportunity. No, 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 go. I have to go. I'll see y'all at the party, right? Yeah. Do you need me to drive a cop car or something? Do you have keys to like a cop car? I can bring it over. <laughs> I, I normally would say absolutely not, but um, my shift ended an hour ago, actually. Uh, so, um, and and they make me just walk from the station. I have not been given oh. a car privileges yet. So um, <laughs> uh, y'all have to find your own way. Good luck. It's been oh, yeah. it's been fun. Hope you make it to the party. But I have things that yeah. I have bigger things have called to me. Go get it, girl. <laughs> you got this. And she's going to wave to her pals and and hop with uh, with Charlie Chalamet to the back of his dirt bike. He's already on the bike and he just kind of pats the back. And uh, <laughs> I see you to like kind of hop on up there. It's like, yeah, I it was really cool of them to do this. I, we shot down around here, you know, and the, the props master, uh, Byron Brown, got the same motorbike. Pretty cool. <laughs> and then he, you look over and you see, like, the prop, this guy was just like a normal looking dude, like, you're the best, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, um, where do I put my hands? <laughs> just hang on as best you can. You, he maybe, like, takes your wrist and wraps them around his, his jacket. <gasps> His like torso with his abs, and she's just in heaven. She is like positively euphoric. She's reached another plane. Like there is absolutely nothing that could bring Samantha down at this point in time. Great, and you roar off into the night. 
<laughs> Godzilla is jumping up and down in the background. <laughs> I can't believe they drove that through the lobby. It's a... <laughs> Did I not mention it was outside? Yeah, it was parked in the lobby as a piece of memorabilia. When you said outside, I was imagining it outside the theater. <laughs> it was a, a prop exhibition. Yes. I'm just imagining like he doesn't want to rev it in the in the thing. So he's just kind of doing that little like scoot walk that you do with your feet. Yeah. <laughs> little waddle scoot. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's there's other stuff there, too. There's like one of the gallbladders that Gary Kaplan made is there oh, with, yes. a, with, a, with a knife. And uh, some of the cosmic rigs from Swallowing Cosmic are there, too. What is everyone else doing now that uh, Samantha Day has roared off into the night? Hey, hey, Darlene. Um, hey. I, I'm I'm really sorry about what I what I did earlier with the 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 cosplay thing. I, th- I think that was kind of shitty. Uh, I finished sixth place anyway, so like trying to get you not to enter the contest and making up rules that was whatever. You know, uh, congratulations though, sixth place. That's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, last time I came here, I got tenth place, but uh, you know, my costume. Ooh, moving on up. I only spent like eighty hours on it that year, so it's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry about the whoppers. The movie was just really boring. Uh, I imagine Gary's standing right behind me. Gary is staring <laughs> at you, but that may just be because, thanks to the contact lenses, he can't blink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like weeping <laughs> eye makeup off. Hey, hey guys, listen. Okay, so so Samantha huh? is going to this party that the stars are going to, I guess. I think maybe that's where the who what was that woman's name? The one that you like, Mel? What was her name? Uh oh, uh, Dr. Stellar. Great. Kendra Cole. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that she might be there too, so I think we should go. This isn't a, a, a Gimgool event, is it? Hmm. Uh, how would we know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose because they haven't said that it's one, and, and they're a secret society. The fact that they haven't said it's one probably means it is one. <laughs> well, well, Mr. Uh, you know, Shasha, he got a card from one of those people in the black, black robes, so maybe? Huh? Well, I've got my van. Uh, I mean, there's a possum in the back, but they, they're harmless, really. <laughs> a live possum or a dead possum? A live possum. Mm-hmm. Rad. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, like, uh, the guy who's, who's hosting, the sort of hippified Dr. Madblood is like, So, are you guys going to see the Goofy Spookies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't miss it. <laughs> Sweet, see you there. Are you going to play Season of the Witch again? That was really good. (laughs) Oh, yeah, always our closer. (laughs) Um, Yes, great. So you're leaving him very much in the dust. You tear off into the night. You, I guess, looked at the uh, card, Darlene. Yeah, I think that she also kind of memorized the address before giving it to Sam. So everyone's on the road. You guys didn't want to go see the Goofy Spookies, did you? (laughs) No. No, I've seen him before. No, no. Okay, yeah, great. <laughs> it's basically like a garage band where we're like the drummer's the Wolfman and like the bass player's a Frankenstein and Baron von Madblood is the lead singer. Do they, they need a, a Godzilla bass player? <laughs> <laughs> Mel's got like this ancient GPS device on the dashboard. So he's going to say, where are, we, where are we headed? A Magellan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Darling will tell him the address. 
And that address is very familiar to you, Mel McCoy. The address, as your GPS uh, drops the pin, is the address of Gimgul Castle. Yeah, I think he kind of stopped typing for 10 seconds halfway through. And then when he realized it. You okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I've done a job out there before. Oh, God. What, what? It's getting dark. Um... Now, just imagine John Carpenter-esque synthesizers. As <laughs> <laughs> like the wind whips in slow motion through the hair of Samantha Day, her arms wrapped around Charlie Chalamet, uh, street lights streak overhead as they tear through the night on the dirt bike, its engine roaring and echoing through King Street there in Chapel Hill as you move inexorably toward the gothic edifice of Gimgul Castle on the perimeter of the campus of Chapel Hill. Off you go. The night has fallen. The moon has risen. You soon, you're pulling up out front. Kickstand goes down and uh, you dismount. Wow. This is where it's supposed to be. Um, This is the address they gave me anyway. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely here. I, I know this town like the back of my hand. You're really good at driving that dirt bike. I had to learn fast on set. Wow, you didn't know how to ride a dirt bike before Bride of the Teenage Dirt Bike Zombie? You pick up a lot of skills in this business, you know? One must take up many hats. I'm not... Charlie Chalamet is just a vessel, you know, into which many (laughs) other personalities are poured. Wow. I think it's amazing what you do. I just, I really admire people like you that can get up in front of others or in front of a camera and, and you know, make art. I just, I think that's amazing. And I admire people like you, people who walk the thin line between law and crime, keeping the rest of us safe. I hope to one day play a law enforcement professional, perhaps on a Chicago PD or... Uh, <laughs> NCIS. I hear the residuals are great on those kinds of shows. <laughs> I think the profession would be honored by your portrayal. In a way, you all are heroes, but those who shed a light on your heroism are also heroes. <laughs> I absolutely agree. <laughs> this is the conversation that's happening as you move towards the door of Gimgul Castle. A large door that you have never seen in your round Samantha Day, anything other than shut and padlocked. You never see lights on in this building. You've never seen anyone go in or out. It is the kind of building that is just kind of by virtue of it being a little oddly shaped. It is gray pockmarked stone. It looks like a medieval ruin in the middle of this otherwise normal Southern college campus. And You are now walking up to its door to enter it, it would seem, for the very first time. This place around which so many stories of student folklore have accreted. What a strange place for a party. I guess they, uh, whoever owns this place, they must have paid them a pretty penny. (laughs) I guess they're affiliated with like the festival organizers. Like I said, they're they're taking very good care of us. I got staying at the Days Inn and I also got two gift cards to Sizzler. So, (laughs) (laughs) wow. Wow. The budget must have been really intense. (laughs) Not every festival treats you this well. Sometimes you got to get all your own stuff. (laughs) He knocks on the door. 
I didn't know that. The life of an actor is so hard. Truly, truly. I, I don't think of myself as an actor, though. I think of myself as a storyteller. At that, the, um, the door kind of creaks open, and there is a robed figure inside. It is no longer has a ghost face. It's just a one of those masks that's the sort of, uh, from the inside, transparent, but you cannot see through, just a black hood. Oh, yeah. And you're sort of gestured inside. Oh, very on theme, says uh, Charlie Chalamet. I'm spooky. Definitely spooky. <laughs> um, jinx. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe we should wait for my friends. You invited some other people? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't invite anyone. They were already invited. They were definitely oh. um, VIPs as well. Um, but you know what? Forget about them. <laughs> we don't need them. <laughs> let's uh, let's go. Great. Um, you move into this uh, building. You can see a couple other folks kind of wafting through the halls in these robes. Imagine an austere fraternity house. It's just like wood paneled walls, high backed chairs, long tables. But unlike a fraternity house, there is no sign of disarray. No keggers have been thrown here. It looks very Ivy League, something a little bit more of the Princeton Dining Club or the Arkham Greek life sort of variety. Um, it's Princeton Eating Club, but... Uh, yes, of course, you'd know. <laughs> and uh, yes, the, a Princeton Eating Club, yes, of course. It's a totally different thing. It's a totally different thing. It's actually really important to be accurate. It's a fine university with uh, wonderful and comprehensible traditions. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you're just sort of walking around and you can see like kind of refreshments on tables and paintings on the walls and you can make a you can make a spot hidden roll right my spot hidden is not super high but it's not the worst Ooh. oh my god i am rolling like a god today <laughs> <laughs> because i just rolled a nine which is not an extreme success but it is a hard success then you see in the room that you're kind of passing by where, where refreshments are being laid out, all the light in here is from candlelight. They're really committing to the theme. And um, you can see up on above a mantelpiece in this common area, there's a big portrait and it's a painted portrait and you'd recognize it from the photos that you just saw. It's a painting of Foster Aikman. Wow. You know, there are fire safety regulations for the dorms uh, about having candles, but I, I guess since this isn't technically a university building, uh, I don't have to cite them here. But I'm, um, hey, isn't that isn't that Foster Aikman, the the original Baron von Madblood? Why would he have a an oil painting here? It's a little baroque. <laughs> baroque was uh, Mr. Aikman's stock and trade says a voice behind one of those robes. Now, who do we have the pleasure of uh, seeing here? Oh, well, hi there. Um, I'm Officer Day. Um, I've been assigned to uh, Mr. Chalamet's security detail. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm from here. I'm from Chapel Hill. Um, I've never been inside this building, though I've walked past about 20 million times. <laughs> As am I, but uh, given the uh, rigors of our uh, particular organization, I, I shan't go into any further details as to my personage. 
Those of us in our particular society value our anonymity, Miss Day. Oh, wow. Consider yourself lucky to have joined us. I, I was not aware that we had offered Mr. Chalamet a plus one. <laughs> oh, um, no, I'm, I'm not a plus one because I, I, I am uh, security. So uh, so it's <laughs> it's um, legally required that I be here according to the law, of which I am an expert. Hmm. Um, but I do have to <laughs> offer my deepest, deepest compliments uh, to the uh, uh, thoroughness of y'all's um, of y'all's preparation for today, because y'all look exactly like those kids I see running around being them giving ghouls. They think they're so slick and so funny when they hide behind the statues. <laughs> they think I can't see them. But uh, y'all are really laying it on thick. But I, I like it. I like it. Uh, certainly. They're- there, there are, I'm sure, students on the campus who make a pretense of uh, a particular societies who, whose name I shall not mention. Of course. But we, we of course, adhere to, to certain traditions. Uh, but, of course, since you have crossed our threshold, and uh, you are welcome here, along with Mr. Chalamet, for tonight's uh, VIP affair. Thank you so much. <laughs> I trust that you are as much a cinephile as Mr. Chalamet is. Oh, of course. I've been watching the Baron Von Madblood uh, film weekends ever since I was a tiny little tot. And, and I, we just came from the from the film festival. <laughs> y'all are y'all are such great storytellers, just like Mr. Chalamet. He's again. It's like I thank you. I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the screening will begin momentarily. Do uh, make yourself at home. Until then, please have a refreshment. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, be sure not to start until my friends get here. Excuse me? <laughs> I imagine at that moment they might see blue light coming through the windows of the castle as uh, the light bar from the van that's painted like the Ectomobile is pulling up. <laughs> it's got the roach with the no sign over the top. <laughs> <laughs> pulling up. So yeah, he's a, excuse me as the as the um, exterminator van pulls up outside. <laughs> that should be them right now. I guess I didn't need to turn on the siren, but uh, <laughs> kind of trying to show off for y'all, you know. What are you talking about? It's so cool. Yeah, he's also got like uh, rat traps in the back, painted like ghost traps. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And Gary's sitting there in the back, holding this possum by the scruff of the neck, saying, Why isn't this thing in a cage? (laughs) (laughs) You just left him in there loose. (laughs) Fully alive. It's not really moving, but it's doing that thing where its mouth and eyes are open, just like playing possum, waiting for you to like ignore it. No, just be calm, Gary. They look a lot scarier than they are. You'll you'll be all right. (laughs) <laughs> the person that you're speaking to pulls aside another robed figure and it just says to them, why don't you see if our uh, other friends this evening are on the list? And he walks up to the, the door to await your entry. Darlene, who has inexplicably still in the costume, <laughs> like shoved herself into the front seat of the van, the passenger seat. Who knows? Just kind of like comes tumbling out as the door opens. Mm-hmm. Ah, ha, ha. Okay. Guys, I'm excited. I don't know. I, I feel I'm feeling something. This is great. Uh, let's uh, let's just get in there as quick as possible. I want to I want to see how Samantha's doing. Yeah, yeah let's check on her. Uh, he's going to walk very slowly, though. He's kind of scared of this building, obviously. And it has an uncanny quality in the in the moonlight. Mm-hmm. The pitted and rain streaked gray stones 
the kind of crenulated parapet <laughs> up above, it, it gives you a sense that you're that you're walking into a building that is itself somehow sick and corrupted. <laughs> this should be in an architecture magazine. Don't. <laughs> Darlene goes over to Mel and, and like puts an arm through his arm. You okay, Mel? Yeah, I just, I, I sprayed here once. They just, it was abandoned for a long time. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in here, but, but I've got my spray can. So, you know, you'll be safe with me. Great. But meanwhile, Gary's skipping ahead. He's, he's excited by this whole thing. Oh, look, the other Gary's following you has the possum. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Jr. <laughs> Gary Jr. waddles behind you uh-huh. as you approach the door. And again, one of these draped in a robe. Um, this would be, it's, it's weird, but not totally out of context, considering this, the horror event. And there has been cosplay all throughout the evening. And this person has a little, little piece of paper and is like, your names? I'm, I'm not on the list, but I, I, it's all right. I, I understand now. I, I saw, I, I, I saw Mr. Aikman's notebooks back at the the exhibition, and and I understand. I understand what you're doing here with the, with with film being a, a portal to the beyond, and and I, I, I know something about film, and I, I, I just want to see what's on the other side. I just want to see what's on the other side. Hmm. Are you- are you okay, Gary? To the robot figure, he makes gallbladders. <laughs> <laughs> you just see this kind of dark head, like, swiveling from person to person. As this possum wanders past. <laughs> I think, uh, make a persuade or a fast talk. Okay, I will try for persuade. He's probably on the list, Darlene. Gary's on the list? Or the possums on the list. That's an ordinary success. Mr. Kaplan, you're one of the uh, effects craftsmen of, of the evening. Yeah, gallbladders. Indeed. Uh, yes, of course, you, you, you can enter. And these are guests of yours? Yes. Yeah, w- one of us is a guest of his at least. And then uh, is Officer Day inside? I think she could vouch for us. Uh, I'm actually Officer Zilla. I am uh, Officer Day's backup. I, she doesn't go anywhere without me. Sorry for the delay. Oh, and weren't you Dr. Stellar's security detail tonight, Darlene? I am also Dr. Stellar's security detail. <laughs> oh, so you saw Miss Cole arrive or depart. Yes, then, by all means, uh, come on in. Great. <laughs> I'm holding the spray wand as I walk inside. <laughs> There'll be no need for that. There are open flames around. Why, why don't you leave your tank by the door? Oh, I'd rather not. I'd rather you did. I glued it to the costume, so <laughs> I would have to take off the whole thing, and I'm, uh, I'm nude under here. <laughs> <laughs> Am I to believe, sir, that you're going commando underneath your toxic Avenger jumpsuit? Well, yeah, I wanted it to be realistic with the musculature and, you know. <laughs> I finished sixth place in the cosplay contest. You don't do that by wearing another layer of clothes under the costume. It's unprofessional. Mm. Truly. I see. Um, well, um, I'm sure some accommodations can be made on your behalf. This figure, like, kind of whispers to somebody and it's just like, you just stay right here. 
in a moment they return with one of these dark robes. Oh. What sort of club would this be if we didn't offer uh, the dress code to the uh, visitor? Hmm. Do I get to keep that after the night's over? I'm afraid you'll have to surrender it upon your departure. Okay, well, is there a private place to get changed, or do I have to go back to the van? Oh, there is a private place. Why don't you escort Mr., um... Uh, McCoy. Yes. Uh, Mel, Bugbusters. Ah, I believe we've at times been clients of yours. Yes, yes, I, I, I sprayed once. Um, yeah, I, I hope it was thorough enough for you. Then you've been around the property. Why, why, why don't you lead him uh, to the annex? A, a robe figure is now taking you away to change. He's going to give, like, worried eyes back to Gary and Darlene as they lead him away. Mm-hmm. Turn to Darlene and say, if he's not wearing any underwear under that, they're not going to want the robe back afterwards, are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it seems like a bad idea, but, you know, rules are rules. <laughs> I think she'll turn to whoever's left there. Uh, Can I get an extra large one of those (laughs) robes? You wish to uh, change out of your current uh, uh, kaiju attire into something more more appropriate for the evening? Something like that? (laughs) Well, once again, I'm sure accommodations can be made to revered guests. You are led away also. (laughs) See you, Gary. (laughs) Gary left alone in the in the foyer. <laughs> and perhaps you, you're kind of ushered along and you can see now Samantha and Charlie just kind of in this common area. There's a large wooden table. There are candelabras everywhere. That painting of uh, Foster Aikman looms over everything, sort of regarding the room. There are bookcases uh, with books. It seems like a study or a, or a smoking room. Well, hi, Gary. Oh, isn't this place wild? The set dressing is just really nuts. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? And Gary just at this stage runs off and starts going through every book in the bookcase. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to touch those. Those are probably props. <laughs> in this common area, it's a lot of history books, like stuff that wouldn't be out of place in any sort of like student's library. Why don't you do a library use uh, role? <laughs> yeah, I've got the base in that. I'll be fine. Well, I guess he knows more about movie sets. Ross, at last, it's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> library use. Yeah. Give us that lore. I feel like I'm making up for earlier games. <laughs> no, I failed that. Oh, no. Push it. Push it. <laughs> I am absolutely going to push it. Push it. Yeah! Like a pro. A super high stakes library roll. <laughs> yeah, the problem is that this is all very dimly lit round here, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yes. Very much. So I'm going to grab a candelabra and bring it over for more light near the nice flammable bookcase. <laughs> Okay, great. You got the fire right there by the books. Yes, make that pushed roll. Another pro move. Oh, goodness. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, no. That is a 78. No. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> okay, great. You're looking at just like regular old history books, and you do see some like cinema history books and like art history, like books about Ooh. opera, books about recorded music, books about symphonic performance, but also there's an occultic tinge too, or you're seeing like 
the magical history of opera, the occult and stagecraft. And the last book that your eyes sort of light upon has a French title. It just says, Deu Ecoche. And you're like, what is that exactly? As your candle tips over <laughs> and suddenly many of these books are very much in flames. Hey. <laughs> Gary utters a piercing shriek, rips off his cloak and starts trying to beat the flames out. <laughs> You've attracted quite a bit of attention and suddenly <laughs> several robed figures like burst into the room and are around you also like screaming and, and, and uh, shouting at each other. Well, put it, get it out, Damien, get it out. Also, people running around, uh, you're fanning the flames, you're either yep. fanning them more than you're capably beating them out. <laughs> With the aid of some of these robed figures, the fire gets sort of under control. But uh, many of these books are now damaged. Smoke is like clogging this room. It's, it smells awful. One of these figures comes over to you and it's like, rather clumsy, <laughs> rather clumsy, Mr. Kaplan. I hope uh, that someone with a yen for uh, cinematic and stage properties would be uh, more careful with the personal effects of one who has been so kind as to make him a guest. Uh, uh, why, why, why are there all these naked flames around here anyway? Don't, don't you have, don't you have proper lights? <sighs> clearly, clearly the night's affairs have uh, pressed on you, uh, Mr. Kaplan. Um, uh, uh, can you two gentlemen uh, take him to, to recuperate? Uh, I believe he may be experiencing the vapors. Perhaps to fetch him <laughs> a glass of water? And two of these robe figures are now grasping you rather roughly by the arms and pulling you away. Gary at this stage is too mortified by all the fuss he's made and all the attention that he's getting to put up any resistance. Just lets them lead him off. Great. They lead you off. <laughs> How are the rest of you reacting to all of this? Do we see this? Oh, yes. No, you did not. I think Samantha might be the only one who, who witnessed all this. I think Samantha's a little embarrassed. And is trying to be cool in front of Charlie and in front of the cult members who she thinks are like actors, right? Of like this immersive experience. She thinks she's in like a sort of sleep no more situation or like haunted house. That's what it feels like. Yeah. She's a little embarrassed that someone that she said was her friend is like literally <laughs> destroying the props, the set. So um, she's she's going to try and be cool and be like, I told him that he shouldn't be messing with the props. I mean, they're probably just like thrift store books or whatever, but uh, I, I still don't think he's supposed to touch them. I know that. I know that you never you never like touch the set that you're not supposed to. Right, Charlie? Yeah, there's a certain hierarchy and, and sacredness to that space. You know, <laughs> I can only pity somebody that clumsy. It just means that he's not fully embodied. Right. I, I would just do some space walks. Right. Some some body work. Some animal walks. Some body work. Yeah. I've seen the students in the theater department doing that. Sometimes they, uh, you know, are, are like animals, and they're um, they're getting they're embodying their animals in the, uh, and sometimes they have to do it on the green as a way of like yeah. Um, yeah. extreme uh, vulnerability. Um, it, at least that's what I've seen. All that is so, so valuable. 
<laughs> I always think, what animal are you? And, and when I have the answer to that, then I, then I get in that animal and walk around. And that kind of gives me some insight as to what the, the character is. That's so amazing. He maybe is like walking over to the, the bookcase and just kind of looking and surveying the damage. <laughs> yeah, it looks, looks pretty rough. You've been offered glasses of champagne also. Samantha is totally conflicted as to whether to take a sip or not, because you're absolutely not supposed to drink on the job. But she really wants to seem cool and sophisticated. So she is going to try and use sleight of hand to pretend to take a sip (laughs) and make it look convincing, but not to actually imbibe any of this champagne. Because... She values her position as a police officer and she really doesn't want to break the rules, even though there's nobody here to see it's it would hurt her inside. (laughs) Go ahead and make the roll. And if you succeed, you successfully toss it. (gasps) What the hell? I am blessed. What? I do not know what God of luck or dice that I have (laughs) pleased today, but they are smiling on me. Don't question it, baby. Just give thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great point. I'm not going to ask any questions. Thank you so much, whoever's up there. I just rolled a four, which is an extreme success. I just want to like take into accounting. My last rolls have been four, nine, and three. Whoa. That's crazy. But yeah, I extreme success that. Succeeded that. <laughs> Let's cut away from there. You've successfully not drunk champagne. You've, you've, you've totally uh, uh, tossed it over your yeah. shoulder in a way that, that escaped everyone's notice. And looks so cool. I look so sophisticated. <laughs> On an extreme, maybe you put out some smoldering embers in the process. Yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. You, you prevent the fire from spreading more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a slight sizzle as your champagne hits the floor. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolf Pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed. Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.